Hey, Squeezer. Hey, buddy. What's happening? Sorry we're a little late, everybody. Uh, I was yeah, stuck apologies. in the Midwestern lands of Ohio. Uh, and uh, I was supposed to get back on Thursday. And um, so, it wasn't snow, surprisingly, which I thought it would be that would keep us out there. It was uh, the job that we were at there for took a little bit longer, and here we are, a little late. Usually, I I like to get it out Thursday night or Friday morning, and we're recording. It's going to come out like early, early Saturday morning this week, so because it's almost Saturday in a couple minutes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Our morning show that we normally do. Well, it was worth the wait, folks. You will be in for a treat. Yes. Like a like a like a sugar cube. Uh, salt lick, more like it. Salt lick, yeah. yeah. Um but uh, uh uh it's uh it, it's it's been a long week. We had a good show last week, the impressions, uh and the clips and the the quotes went well, really well over with people. A lot of people were fans of most of the movies we talked about, don't you think? I think so. And I, I th- a few people even uh, went and checked them out. Uh, I know you rock, uh, wrote to us saying he went and uh, actually sat and watched uh, Monty Python the Holy Grail for the first time, like, straight through. Uh-huh. And now he gets the jokes. He didn't say whether or not he liked it, though. Yeah. He just said he gets the joke. Oh, I get the jokes now. Hmm. They make sense to me. Yeah. Um not really a whole lot has happened. I don't know. I saw something today. Uh, Disney's dropping 20th Century Fox or something from the name of that studio. But I didn't Yes, to... it's just 20th Century now. Uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And every But everything else still stays the same. Yeah, if, if Fox didn't keep their name for the networks and the news, they might keep it. But why would they want to confuse the brands? Yes, now you're just promoting, you know, the competition now. Well, it's yeah, yours. It, you bought it. Right. And, it's, well, it's not really competition. Well, I guess it is because they own CBS and uh, ESPN. ESPN and, yeah, I'm not ES- CBS. Uh, they own ABC, ESPN. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw some. Yeah. Well, they got, they got all the good stuff Fox has to offer. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. So uh, now that they own their, yeah, their, their um, movie studio, uh, Hopefully, uh, the first thing that we see is, uh, well, we, we, I guess the first thing we saw directly was uh, a lot of good movies in Disney Plus, the Home Alones, the Avatars, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, I guess uh, Hulu is going to be more integrated with Fox and FX now, so that's cool because Disney has a controlling share of Hulu, and uh, yeah, it, it should be all good stuff. I know people are like evil empire, but yeah. Now it makes me rethink my entire opinion of Star Wars. Yeah, right, because they are now the empire. Yeah, um, if if you have to, you know, take out a few planets and choke a couple fuckers, yeah, uh, so I can watch X Men streaming 
whenever I want, even though I could, but now I can just do it on an app rather than on YouTube. Yeah, legally. Uh, well, YouTube's legally. an app also, yeah. and it's just yeah, a different that's app. That's point. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it's just not sped up one, one and a quarter percent. That's yeah. pleasant. Yeah. It's, but uh, did you see that, that post? Uh, some of the episodes have frames missing, um, like animation glitches that shouldn't be in there uh, in, the, in, the, in the Disney Plus ones. Oh, really? Is it just a, a part of the... Uh, they probably got the originals. Version. Oh, okay. I, I guess. I would assume they got the originals and they uploaded them how they thought they should be. Hmm. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, search. What? Pictures. What's that? Fox Searchlight is now just going to be Searchlight Pictures. Oh, uh, well, okay. That, that makes sense, too. Yeah. So it, it's like, I know Leonard Malton was all, Leonard Malton was all butthurt. Wow. Sorry, Leonard, if you're listening. Um, just because it's like, oh, that's part of, like, history of films. Like, no, it's not. The movies are. No one gives a damn if it was 20th Century Fox or Paramount or whatever. It's like, it, here's the thing. As long as that fanfare is still there, people will be good. Yep. Like, and, if they were to have well, changed that, then you'd have people up in arms, probably including no, myself. No, you wouldn't. Star Wars movies said that for years. And they, I know. they, they haven't had it for the last... One, two, three, yeah. four, four movies, five movies. Yeah. No one. Were you up in arms? Me. Not up in arms because I'm not gonna put that much energy into it. It didn't bother but me one it, iota. It, uh, it kind of bums me out. Well, it's almost it? like it's part of the song. All right. Yeah. Um, but now maybe they can do it again now. Just uh. Well, John Williams did record that. That's true. Um. So yes, Fox is now Fox is now only news, sports, and networks. It is no longer uh, that studio. Uh, a lot of some cool food news. Um, a lot of uh, different Valentine's. I prefer warm to hot food. <laughs> uh, this is cools and like neat, not cools and oh. cold. Yeah. So a lot cool. of uh, you know Hostess donuts, the little mini donuts. Are they not allowed to be called that anymore? No. Why? Oh, okay. I just assumed it was sexist. No. Um, okay. They're, uh, they have strawberry donuts that are chocolate frosted instead of the vanilla cake. So it's strawberry cake with the chocolate Ooh. frosting on it for Valentine's Day. Limited edition for Valentine's Day. Um, there is the the hazelnut spread, which actually has been out, but they're the like one of the big ones for Valentine's Day. There's a... Jack Link's beef jerky heart, like instead of like a box, heart box of chocolates, it's a box of beef jerky. And Hang it's, on, I'm writing this down. And it's furry, like uh, Sasquatch. It's Jack Link's mint fur you original beef jerky. It's punny and it's beef jerky. Yeah. Um, there is uh, a kissy lips tin. Kiss Kiss Milk Chocolate. I don't know if it's Hershey or not, but... Oh, no, it's... No, it's not. Uh, there's the Frankfurt Ready to Flamingo Flamingo Plush with Gummy Candy Hearts. It's <laughs> just really... A lot of cute uh, Valentine's Day foods out there, keeping the seasonal products alive. As the as the holidays get more less and less important, they keep churning out the seasonal shit, <laughs> which I, I like. 
we have downstairs raspberry cream Kit Kats. So it's like a raspberry, a white chocolate Kit Kat bar. And For grandparents' day, how many foods are they gonna release that taste like Werther's Originals? <laughs> or, or that mush that Mr. Hermie worked on. Uh, oh, I know for spring or Easter, it's the the Kit Kat is a lemon cream, Kit Kat. Hmm. Um, there is uh, also, you know, we talked about this a few months ago when we said that KFC should offer make a poutine bowl. Oh yes. Well, apparently they do have a five dollar fill up poutine bowl up in Canada. All right, that that guy. Let's I, get together the uh, I don't know what's close, the Rhode Island National Guard, and we'll invade Canada and get their poutine. So you know you know that new guy KBD Productions I fell in love with on YouTube is his weird stuff. Yes, his visit to he ate he tried one out, but uh, they did release those secret recipe fries that we talked about that would be perfect for uh, KFC poutine mm. see the problem with that is like i want the kfc to have it here because you just you can't get poutine everywhere you go around here no but in canada it's like uh, probably like kfc's around here it's like oh there's the poutine store yeah so it's like i'm going to, i'm going to canadian glenn's poutine poutine arama you know and, but also yeah. in the same breath not everyone has gravy as good as um, oh that's right it was all about the it's gravy all about the gravy yeah Mm. So uh, the original okay. secret recipe fries are uh, French fries that are battered in um, the Colonel's original recipe seasoning. Glorious. And uh, apparently they say it's pretty good. Uh, from the what the hell does it do? They not know their markets. It's like I get it. It's a northernish Canadian like food. But look at America. Go by the numbers. Compare heart disease to non-heart disease. You go, oh, you know what? We need cheese and gravy covered French fries there. Right. Well, they already, sell. they already have bowls of mashed potatoes covered in cheese and gravy and, and chicken balls. Just swap the yeah. mashed potatoes out for the French fries. The French fries. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe add some cheese curds in there instead of shredded cheese. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, oh. If they do the cheap way, and they're like, oh, well, we already have shredded cheese. Let's do that. I will never go to a KFC ever again. No, but see. here's I where... lied. I will. And I... I'll still get that. Here's too. what we have to do. I wonder if we could go to that KFC A&W and have them make this for us. Because they have all the stuff there to do it. They Just, have... We'd have to bring our own. Like, here's a bag of cheese curds. No, they have fried cheese curds at the, the A&W. Oh, that's right. That's right. So I'd be like, can you make me a famous bowl? So it's not even poutine with cheese curds. It's fried cheese curds. Uh-huh. Can you sub mashed potatoes oh, oh. for your, your shoestring French fries that they already have at A&W? Uh-huh. Could you sub the chicken for the fried cheese curds? And Or maybe go half and half. I want some chicken, too. Look, <laughs> just put this together. I'll give you 20 bucks. Just... Maybe we could we could do it ourselves. You order you order an order of fries. That's all right because that's what I used to do at Wawa with the before they started offering up like the bowls. Yeah. You know, you get a mac and cheese and a mashed potato, mix it together. Yeah. Make a little pierogi. Yeah. Well, all that, right. 
Yeah, we can at least do that, yeah. and then we, well, so we can we, do it, and then take it to the counter and go, look what you can be selling us. So we order, um, we order a, a thing of fries, we order mm-hmm. a tub of gravy, we order mm-hmm. a, um, a thing of fried cheese curds, and then some popcorn chicken just to mix it in for fun. Okay. Mix that all up with a, lot, a big helping of gravy. And um, yeah, this is why we're fat, America. Uh, yeah. Speaking of why America's fat... <laughs> Uh, Frito-Lay released uh, a new bag of Cool Ranch Doritos now with more Cool Ranch flavor on them, <laughs> which I'm all for. There's no, You can never have enough Cool Ranch flavoring. Uh, everyone's going to be walking around like The Undertaker, their eyes just rolling back in their head. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that in the process of adding more Cool Ranch, they just crank up the sodium content. Yeah, it's more... It's more salt yeah, than MSG. More powdered goodness, yeah. Yeah. And the Cheetos brand has released cheese popcorn in cheddar and flaming hot varieties. Yeah. Also, this was announced. Maybe if they get rid of monosodium glutinate and they make it uh, stereo sodium glutinate. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, sure. To get it, audio joke. I completely got it. Yep. Um. So, uh, also, Coca-Cola has gone into the energy market. I think they're – I read about I, this a while ago. I think the fact that they announced it pissed off Monster and their, their other energy partners. Mm. But I think it's just like a, an energy cola. So, there's regular Coke energy, and there's regular cherry Coke energy, and there's regular zero sugar Coke energy and cherry zero sugar Coke energy. Mm. Which, Isn't just Coke as it is, just like it's an energy drink. Think no, about it. I mean, it's more like that Pepsi Max that, or the Pepsi Zero Sugar now. That's gotcha. got that's got loaded. They just up the caffeine. And, yeah. And a bit, give you a little more. So if like you're like, oh, I want a Coke, but I want something, you know, I also want an energy drink or a Red Bull. I could get it all in one. Oh, that's like guaranteed for my headaches. Yeah. You mean mm. to fix your headache, or right? Yeah, like that. That's like my my insta-cure. Like if I get a pounding headache, I pop an Excedrin, and slam a Coke, like a regular Coke, and fifteen minutes, it's gone. There you go. The, between the sugar and the caffeine, and maybe the Excedrin has something to do with it, but yeah, I find the caffeine and the sugar and the bubbles it, all kind of work together. It, yeah, it does. It, it's. It's also science. the cocaine because I ha- I found a- I have an old batch from the 1920s <laughs> yeah. that I. So, uh, in continuing with the theme of being fat in America, um, Dump- Dunkin' Donuts has teamed Squeeze up. With- no, Dunkin' Donuts has teamed up with Snoop Dogg to offer the Beyond D O Double G sandwich, uh, which is a glazed donut sliced in half. With a mm-hmm. fried egg, a Beyond Meat sausage patty, and a slice of cheese. Uh, wait, the Beyond Meat one means there's no... It's not real meat. All right, can I just get a sausage patty? If I'm not going to have real meat, I'm at least going to get some heartburn out of it, folks. Yeah, but... I mean, it sounds... If you're going to double many... down on unhealthy, you want that Beyond Meat, because apparently it's un- more unhealthy than actual meat. Oh, good. Um, yes, and then, um, you know, there's some other things out there, but we don't got we don't have to talk all about food. Uh, we, we mentioned the fox thing. Um, 
the Oscar nominations came out, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and uh, I think will win Best Picture. But a lot, of, a lot of people are saying 1917, Enchantress Salt tonight. She liked it. Have you seen oh, yeah. it yet? I'm, I'm, I don't know when the hell I'm gonna get to see it. I need to see it in theaters, but <sighs> maybe next week. We'll see. Um, it's been some late nights, so. And I think they released Space Force uniforms I saw somewhere on Twitter. Oh, really? Uh, let me look that up. Space Force uniforms. U.S. Space Force. It's uh, camo. Because why would you need camouflage in space? Uh, asteroids? Because eventually we're going to terraform everything, so it's going to look uh, just like Earth. Ah. Or we get to Mars. By the time we get to Mars, Earth will look like Mars is now. So you know. It's... That's true. I I don't know why they'd use woodland camo though for Space Force. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know what they use. Maybe just like a dark navy would probably make more sense. Well, I I don't. I don't. I don't think it matters what uniform you're wearing when you're, you know, wearing it in space and your eyes are boiling. Right. Well, of course you're gonna have a spacesuit on, and and this is okay. make. I think they're just making fun of it because it's just the thing to do. But it did. It yeah. did. It was puzzling. Like, they could have went like just like a navy blue, but why would they go camo? Or just use the same whatever the air force is using. Yeah, that's like that navy camo stuff or that gray camo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or they should make that uh, urban purplish one, like, official. Yeah, they could all look like Guile. Yeah. From, uh... Everyone, everyone's Street gonna Butter. look like someone's gun from Call of Duty. It's gonna have fucking stickers all over it, and it's gonna be fucking pink. I want to join the Space Force, but I'm old, I'm out of shape, I have no militaristic yeah. talent figure you have to be good at math to even be in like the air force imagine how good you have to be at math to be in the space force yeah ugh, never mind like i i've seen both star trek and star wars mm -hmm. and i've seen both the blade runner movies so i'm pretty much an expert in artificial intelligence I, if anyone i know is an expert in artificial intelligence it's you sir thank you yep uh, but yeah, that's that's what's going on, as far as I know, in uh, in the world. What weird food came out? Space Force uniforms and Fox. That's about all yep. the news I know. It's all the news that's fit to talk about on the Ride Years podcast. Uh, this is, ladies and gentlemen, an episode that you did not think was going to happen, and since it probably didn't, because it wasn't supposed to. Right, but we may we're making it. Was it was always happen. a joke. It was always a joke. It's gonna happen. But it's happening. It's the horse episode, or what you wanted to call it, the equestrian? It's the equestrian episode, yeah. presented by Alpo. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a joke that ties into one of my picks later on, is that Alpo line. Oh, good. Uh, originally, I had to narrow down my picks, because it was a little thin. I didn't know how much I could talk about it, but I was going to have Bart's baseball made of secretariat. I mean... You could probably say as much about that as you can for most of my picks. 
Oh come on! I actually um, went pretty damn deep. Well, that's what while you're while you're doing your intermissions, I'm sitting there and watching documentaries on my picks and uh, cartoons, while the guy next to me tries to talk to me. Oh, Bill Dannenberg. I'm like, oh, sorry. No, no, the other one. Oh, Colby. Yeah, I'm like, nope, sorry, cartoons. Can't talk. Hey, squeezer. <laughs> like. People are looking at me. They're all excited to be there, and I'm just sitting there watching fucking cartoons. <sighs> yep. Oh, the players are out. Ah, fuck, I'll stand up. Deep dive into research a horse. You just have to deep dive in everything, can't, don't you? I love it. I like the digging, because then I come across weird stuff. All right. Well, fair I enough. I got a few weird... A few weird things. A few things I didn't know. Like, I, I, I learned quite a bit, actually. This one. Nope. Well, I can't wait to learn with you. Your first pick is coming on up. You ready for it? I figure let's let's start from the beginning. All right. The first pick of the horse episode in 2020. Here it is, kids. Hello. I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. So, you uh, so Mr. Ed was, what's that? So you did go right to the beginning. Yeah, pretty much. Well, there was... So, Mr. Ed was like the first talking horse show on television. Well, um, has there been others? Uh, Bojack? I mean, I guess. <laughs> um, You're but, like, um, it's, it launched a genre. <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually... Because the show came from um, the movies... So there, there's these movies called uh, Francis the Talking Mule, um, and the guys that produced them wanted to bring the show to television, so they created a pilot, uh, only instead of doing it with the Talking Mule, uh, who apparently was overweight, so they put it on this awful diet and then put it in, like, this heat box and made it sweat off 100 pounds. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, if they treated women like shit in Hollywood back in the 40s and 50s, why not do it to a meal, too? Women, um, any minority, pretty much anyone that wasn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they, they instead they went with this horse, and they went with a, this uh, uh, Palomino, uh, and it was um, the, the Mr. Ed's real name is actually Bamboo Harvester, um, which would be a better name for Panda Bear. But we'll go with that. Uh, and uh, voiced uh, by uh, Rocky Lane, who is uh, like an old timey uh, cowboy movie guy who is kind of like out of work and down in his luck and hey, staying with the producers. And then he walked in one day and he's like. Hey, anyone, anyone got a branding iron? I don't know how people talk. He but sounds like, like, oh my God. He kind of sounds like Don Imus. Hey, Mr. Ed. Pretty much, yeah. Maybe I Don guess Imus that's where Don Imus yeah, ripped off his gig from. He always had that cowboy <laughs> look with the hat and the, the gun. 
He's like, oh, but he's he Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. Yeah, he's yeah. Mr. Ed. Um, Rest in peace, Don uh, <laughs> Yeah. So they, uh, they put a pilot together, and it bombed. No one wanted it. Um, but Nick and Knight did. What's that? <laughs> I was just joking. Like, I, I only knew of Mr. Ed on Nick and Knight. Oh. Uh, I'm sure and, that's uh, where you found him, too. Oh, Mr. Ed, that, that's why, that's how I quantify him as a rad year thing, because that, right, I mean, I grew up with yeah. Mr. Ed. Um, and, uh, oh, my coffee's cold. God damn it. I'll drink beer now. Um, the fuck they retooled it. For? They retooled it. Um, they brought in Alan Young, uh, Wilbur? to play Wilbur. Wilbur. Uh, to play uh, against Mr. Ed. And I, it's, it's funny how, like, you know, they say how, like, two actors click. They clearly clicked. Like, it worked so well yeah, the, uh, with the two of them they together. They had chemistry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny that you say that. And he even um, they even said when the producers said they wanted Alan Young, they said, I want Alan Young because he looks like a guy a horse would talk to. <laughs> there you and, go. Um, yeah, he really I think that, he really played well off the fucking inanimate horse who just stood there. Yeah, and... well, it was it was George Burns. George Burns was actually like behind this. Like he was like one of the like founding producers of it. Mm. Um, and he's the one that that said it. And he then apologized to Alan about that like later. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean it to be offensive. He's like, No, I, I take it as a compliment that a horse would want to talk to me. Um, how did they do the mouth? Uh, so. The mouth, the, the um, so, Alan Young would they, they'd ask him how it goes, and he's like, "Well, you ever take peanut butter and stick it on your on your gums, and then you try to get the peanut butter off your gums, and that's mm. what we would tell people for years." And then he's like, nah, "I just made that up. I didn't want to give it away." Uh, eventually, uh, it came out because um, it was a big Hollywood secret; like no one knew how it was done. They beat the horse. Yes, viciously. Um, no, M- Mr. Ed uh, Bamboo Harvester was actually a really intelligent, like, hor- like this Palomino w- would pick up on everything. So for the first season, they had two little pe- the piece of fishing line. If you look, he always had a, um, a I wanna, I'm going to call it a harness. People that know horses are going to be screaming at me. Um, but like. The little head strappy thingy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That the reins would attach to. Yeah. Okay. And there, where those rings are by his mouth, they put fish, put fishing string through, and the trainer was down below him and would just give little tugs, and just enough to make it uncomfortable. Just imagine, like you know, just having a little, like a piece of dental floss, yeah. and you kind of just be like, you're kind of going, ah, knock it, yeah. fuck, knock it off, and you just kind of move your lips like that. So they did abuse the And that's the how they made him talk. <laughs> What's that? So yeah, they did they, essentially abuse the animal. But but what happened was, Mr. I'll call him Mr. Ed. Uh, Mr. Ed um, would notice, like he learned that. So uh, Wilbur would talk to Mr. Ed, and then he would stop, and then Mr. Ed would get a tongue on his tug on his mouth with the string, and he would move his mouth, and that went on for the first season, and then by the second season. Wilbur would talk to him, and then he would just naturally start moving his mouth. Oh. So, like, second season on, he would just – you would talk to him, and he would just talk back to you because he was basically trained in condition. Like, oh, this is what my mouth – what I do in my mouth when you talk to me. So the- uh, and then 
you abuse Sorry, a horse. You abuse a horse enough, it'll learn. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I I saw this on like a horse channel documentary. They said it doesn't bother. You. It's just it's just irritating. All yeah, right. Um, it's like the buzzing of flies to him. <laughs> it's like buzzing of flies um, to him. Uh, and then um, but they would also train him like he would have a different like basically they would like train him to do a stunt like each show like play ping pong one day or pick up the phone or. Make change, or oh, uh, when when Mister Ed a, made phone calls, drive a delivery van. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was great. Uh, drive a delivery van. Um, Hello, Mister When he was driving the van, and you see like his hoof go straight out, and it's clearly like some guy's just in the van, just holding out a horse leg. Howard um, Stern stole my yak. Um, what's cool about the show is it was the first, and for the longest time only show to launch in syndication and then get picked up by a network it was the first to do that cbs uh picked it up after uh after its first season and it ran then uh, from 61 to 66 which back then that's a pretty good run for a show it's a damn good run for a show with a talking horse yeah um 143 episodes uh it had pretty good company it was up there with fucking lassie so like you just you would tune in. Uh, oh, Lassie! Like, that was yeah, on you regular. Get Lassie and Mr. Ed. Lassie and was... again. More Nick at night. No, Lassie was regular Nick. Oh, was it on regular Nick? Yes. Oh, look at that! It was always on in the morning too. Yeah, with uh, Flipper. Yes. The dolphin. Um, and now let's let's not. Um... They really went all in on the animal shows. Yeah. Well, it was like a, it was an act. People were, uh, you know, people like to see their, uh, it was kind of yeah, like, I don't want to say shtick, but like, you know, it's, it, look, TV wasn't that exciting then. So if you saw just, just seeing a horse on TV, like, oh my God, there's a horse on TV, you know, or you could turn on the news and see an awful hideous war going on across halfway across the world but you know there's a horse on tv yeah right uh then there are a bunch of people you know that had uh uh guest stars and cameos jaja gabor was on oh it was also uh it got oh it was on no it wasn't jesus it didn't run with but when it did get canceled and it was just canceled like out of the blue uh this uh I think Green Acres and Petticoat Junction, like in one shot, they're like gone. Green, that's and that was one. it, and Green it was like at its strength Acres too. Like it was doing really well. Farm yeah. living is a life for me. Um, but yeah, Clint Eastwood makes a cameo. Uh, Mae West, George Burns, Jaja Gabor, um, uh, Jack Lalanne, and uh, even uh. Neil Hamilton, who would end up being uh, Commissioner Gordon uh, from uh, on, Batman uh, the 66, Batman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was, I mean, I remember this going way back. Like, this was like one of those, Batman. like, if this was on at Nick at Night, I would, like, it was my go-to. Like, uh, if Mr. Ed is on, I was watching Nick at Night. There was some I would go in and out of. I'm not, Dolby Gills can go fuck themselves. I don't need brooding teenagers in the 50s, but whatever. Um, and then, sadly, um, uh, Mr. Ed, uh, Bamboo Harvester, left us um, earlier than he should have <clears throat> in, in a tragic use 
of uh, Hollywood and painkillers. Uh, the painkillers took him too soon. Uh, in his retirement in 1968, Mr. Ed was in his barn. He uh, was being his trainer was out of town, so his this guy's buddy was watching over him while he was gone. And Mr. Ed had this way of getting up that would kind of thrash around a bit before he would pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy took him as having a seizure, so he gave him a tranquilizer, gave him too much tranquilizer, and stopped his heart. Ah, oh, that'll happen. And uh, Mr. Ed, uh, bamboo harvester. Uh, Do you remember Mr. what other? Mr. Ed, Prince, mm-hmm. and uh, Tom Petty. Yeah. And yeah. Michael Jackson with uh, whatever and, the fucking uh, propofol. Propofol, yeah. Yeah. What other shows do you remember watching on Nick and Night? I remember <sighs> Alfred Hitchcock presents. I remember yeah. Dragnet. I think uh, Get Smart was a great one. I loved Get Smart because mm-hmm. that was uh, what's his name? Um, wasn't it? Uh, uh, why can't I remember? Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Didn't he produce Get Smart? I don't know if he did or not. I think he was originally behind it. I don't know for sure. I could be talking about my ass. I could look it up. Uh, I remember I Dream of Jeannie and Bewitched. Uh, Lila yeah. Lucy. Mary Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore on the Dick Van Dyke Show. Um, I can't... I don't know. But yeah, Mr. Ed was definitely... Uh, my Three Sons... Yeah. I think was not yeah, it. Mr. Ed, uh, like Dragnet and Get Smart were like my my, my favorite. Um, and I would tune in for uh, I would I would give like I Dream of Genie and Bewitched. Uh, yeah, we watched that one. Yeah, a, a lot. I think more Bewitched. I don't know what it was. I I think I Dream of Genie gave me too many funny feelings. I wasn't yeah. ready for yet. Yeah, I was ready for him. Uh, they were all like the same show though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honestly, maybe that's why Mr. Ed worked so well and lasted so long, because even though it was just like all those others and they were all the same show, at least that one had a talk. Yeah, my dad and I would watch Get Smart. My dad loved to Get Smart. Oh, you break mm-hmm. up a lot today. You're breaking up a lot today. You just broke up a bit, buddy. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, my it's bad. not your fault. No, no, I'll take full yes, responsibility. It was created by Mel Brooks and Buck Henry, Get Smart. Oh, look at that. I could see that. Yeah. It was hysterical. Don mm-hmm. Adams was really great. A really funny show. It's like a it's a take on a James Bond. If you've never seen it, it's a take on James Bond. They did a, a modern version with uh, Steve mm-hmm. Carell. Mm-hmm. 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 Now I got the theme song stuck in my head. Dun, dun, I probably dun, haven't dun, heard it in like dun, I haven't heard it in thirty years, dun, but dun, it just And he's going through like all the doors closing. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It doesn't. T- it doesn't take much. No. But uh, the, all the chaos agents. It was basically. If you've seen uh, Inspector Gadget, you've seen Get Smart because that was a kind of a. Yeah. A re reimagining yeah. of Get Smart for cartoons. Um. All right. Uh, let's move on. I guess I get my first pick now. This one is. Uh, I couldn't find a commercial featuring this product but it, you'll get you'll get it he made me with his awesome evil 
Fisto, Battle Armor He-Man, Quaffle, and Battle Armor Skeletor each sold separately. You asked for it, Quaffle. Meet Fisto with his super smash power. We'll see who smashes who. May the mightiest power prevail. Fisto and Clawpole figures new from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Other action figures also sold separately. From Mattel. This, um, what would it be, our third season, our fourth season of uh, Rad Ears podcast. It's, I'm really going all in on Motu. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so Strider was the, a horse uh, that w- originally um, was seen featured uh, taking... Fisto to the border. And I think there was a package. They were packaged together as a kid. I didn't have the package. I just said Stridor. Uh, and I didn't have, um, obviously, the uh, bad guy version of um, uh, Stridor, which was Night Stalker. Uh, was it the same thing, just a different... Different paint of coat. Paint? Ah, different paint of coat. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, so... Uh, almost identical. So Strider was a mechanical robot. Uh, I, I'm sorry, mechanical robot horse, and uh, he was really cool. I had him, and he was one of my favorites. Now I had he was He Man's number one ride because a lot of the vehicles were kind of hit or miss. For Masters of the Universe, um, and I thought the, uh, Strider was always one of the coolest. So the best I can give you about Strider. Uh, was that he is the robotic horse who served as a steed for the heroic warriors in Eternia uh, in the mini-comet uh, that came with the, the action figures, the Clash of Arms. Stridor carries Fisto to scout the borders when Fisto is captured by the evil warriors and forced to fight in the Circle of Doom for his life. Stridor brings He-Man to the Circle of Doom, saving Fisto uh, from Whiplash. Stridor also appears in the... Um, Filmation cartoon, Origin of the Sorceress, an original um, story that uh, says he was built uh, by man-at-arms as a robotic transporter, and uh, the horse ultimately becomes sentient by the end of the episode, and therefore granted freedom off in the wilderness. Oh. Right. Um, um, but wouldn't, wouldn't a robot horse die in the wilderness? I think so, yeah. But, like, rust up. Yeah, like oil can. He would need like a gas station or something. No oil can. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what fuels him oh, in a turn. I I love your. I thought I was going old for the fifties, but you went back to like nineteen twenty eight. Yeah, I took it back to nice. uh, to that far. Uh, Night Stalker, uh, which I did not have. Uh, he wasn't in the mini comics, um, but uh, he was in the car. I guess they just. Like, you, why buy one robotic horse when we could sell you two for your bad guys, for Skeletor? Uh, some of the comics had him um, as just a normal ho- horse with the same colors that the toy had. Because I guess they thought in the UK uh, that he was too ridiculous. Mm. And, like, you know, it's some someone's in the meeting and, like, they call out, call that out. It's like, well, it's the same paint job and this one's a real horse. and some's... Yeah, but kids are dumb. Right. And they'll buy it. He was never in the show. Uh, he was in the model packs, but his name was Nightmare with like Mayor. Oh, that's Nightmare. so much yeah, better. That's so much better, yeah. It's yeah. so much better. Yeah, I never made it in the show. Oh, Nightmare. I like Nightmare. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's Stridor from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. That's my uh, first pick. Squeezer, move on to your next pick. You're still staying back in the day. Getting there. Yeah. Help, quick draw! Yahoo! Yahoo! What's a Yahoo? No, I remember. Yahoo was a Siganigano. Hold on there, bank robber! Before Quick Draw McGraw gives you what for. Now, Squeezer. Yes, sir. Are you um, doing like a hidden Howard Stern episode? Because I was waiting to see how long it took you to bring that up. Your first clip was featured Don Imus as Mr. Ed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And your second clip had Baba Booey. Uh, Baba Louie. Right, but the joke was, Baba oh, no, Boff, yeah. it's Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Which forever cemented a name that will probably be remembered long past Baba Louie, which is insane, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I collect artwork from cartoons. I, I, un- unfortunately, <laughs> it'll, it's going to last longer than Gary. Um, right. <laughs> um, they call me Baba Booey. I like being that guy. Fla, fla, flow high. Uh, <laughs> Poor Gary. Yeah, well, Baba Louie is the uh, little um, uh, Hispanic. Chihuahua. Uh, I guess. I was what thought. was he? Was he Was he like a little burrow? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. He was, a, he was um, very racist. <laughs> yes. It was a racist um, portrayal. But so lovable. But here here's the in 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 part of the portrayal as far as like, you know, So yeah. was Speedy Gonzales though. Yeah, well, and, eba, and eba, eba. Yeah, and and they retired him. Yeah. Um but but Baba Louie was like the voice of reason. Like he was like you would almost if you took away like the sombrero and the accent um He's actually like a, a really good character because uh, Quick Draw McGraw is a complete idiot. Yeah, Quick Draw, uh, quick, quick, quick Draw McGraw sounds like my dad, my bad impersonation of um, my dad's. Oh, hey, Bubba Louie. <laughs> it really does. We said that before um, on the show, though. Uh, he, he voiced by Dawes Butler, who did both voices. He did Bubba Louie and Quick Draw. Uh, he all, he did everyone. He did uh, uh, Elroy Jetson. He did Yogi Bear. He, he was one of the you know Hanna Barbera guys. Like one of the, just like that's the guy you go to. Um, and Quick Draw, you can't mention Quick Draw without his uh, vigilante um, El Cabong. Uh, El Cabong. El his, Cabong. Uh, what, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, uh, he's like Zora. Gimmick. His. Uh, Side gig. I was trying to come up with some kind of weird, like psychological his thing. Al- alter that, ego. Like, he's alter. Yes, alter ego. Yeah. Um, Nom de plume. About, like, Secret identity. Superhero yeah, name. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Alter, alter ego. But I was thinking like how, like he, he's incompetent and he, he's unwilling to go and, and do the right thing. And then by putting on a mask, he's able to save the day. But no, El Cabong is pretty much uh, just as. Uh, incompetent as Here comes El Cabong. The, the inside joke, how it's he is a uh, it's his secret identity, but Baba Louie will just like as you know even like he'll correct other people that know that's uh, El Cabong, 
But then he'll just go right to his face. He's like, uh, quick draw. Uh, you are upside down. Oh, sorry, Baba Louie. Baba Louie. Uh, uh, quick draw McGraw. He, he, so he had his own show. Oh, hi, Schmuffin. Um, and the quick draw McGraw show. Hi, Schmuffin. Oh, cool. Talking about Squeezer horses. Says hello. You might have had you might have had one of these for dinner tonight. You just ate one, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, part part of uh, part of Uncle Squeezer's uh, project he's working on is held together with their hooves today. <laughs> um. It's glue, folks. Get it? Um. I, I, I think they got it. Yeah. Uh. Oh, the, the best. Ah, I should have picked that Saturday Night Live sketch. Do you remember that one? Uh, Will Ferrell selling authentic horse glue. Oh, yeah. And and it's like made from the glue, made, glue made only from the hooves of horses, only for glue. <laughs> None of the horses reused. We, we only use hooves specifically bred for this glue, and we dispose of the rest of the body. <laughs> Artisanal. I, I I did no justice to it whatsoever, but get it at it Whole Foods today. You could probably get it at Whole Foods right now. <laughs> um, and uh, but the, the best thing about so Quick Draw McGraw, I remember him. I, I didn't watch it when they first came out because he was ran in like the the fifties and the sixties. But and then you know he had all those movies and stuff. He was in Casper's First Christmas, um, that we talked about back in Halloween or Christmas, um, and he was in all the you know, the Hanna-Barbera gang kind of crossover stuff. I mean, they really, they went full uh, MCU before the MCU did. They were, everyone was, you know, integrating into everyone else's shows. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the Wacky Racers and stuff like that. So, you know, he was always around. He was, you know, you would see him always on, you know, the cartoon, early Cartoon Network days um, when that's all you had. Uh, but the best part, my favorite part about Quick Draw McGraw is, yes, his gross incompetence and all that is fantastic, but and he still uh, manages to save the day, or Baba Louie does, and Quick Draw takes all the credit, uh, was that even though he's an anthropomorphic horse, there are still other horses that exist in this world that are just regular horses. In fact, he'll even ride one. He'll ride a regular horse. He'll... Have a like have a wagon pulled by regular horses. He'll he'll feed a regular horse, and you know. Yeah, but he's an anthropomorphic horse. So. Yes. So it's just that he's that that one guy, and then like the way animals can transit. There's the uh, a regular animal, a quadruped horse, and then there's one wearing uh, spurs, a cowboy hat, and a gun belt, and a handkerchief. Uh, I just the the sense of lack of continuity there, I find more entertaining uh, than anything else. And anytime you just yell kabong and hit someone over the head with a guitar, it's a good time. <laughs> El kabong, uh, good pick. Uh, that was a fun one. Quick draw McGraw, uh, really important horse in this uh, ever important and historic equestrian horse episode <laughs> of. The Rad Years Podcast. Squeezer, here's my next bit. When it's 5, 4 central and you're up thirsting for some action, what's your whistle with the wild bunch on Hey Dude? Only Nick could round up a gang this good, this bad, and this gnarly. Every weekday at 5, 4 central. Oh, 
The Wild Bunch. Rude dudes raring to go on Hey Dude. Every weekday at 5, 4 central on the only network for dudes. Whoa. The only network for dudes. Hey Dude, I think um, the star of this show, Christine Taylor, uh, her last, uh, I was the last director she worked with. No shit. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. She might I worked with her in December of last year, I think it was. Oh, I see what you're saying. But I was just joking. I don't know. If she oh, was... I get it. You made her disappear. I ruined her career, I was saying. Oh, yeah. oh. I thought you meant like you took her and hid her somewhere. No, she's a very sweet woman. I'm trying to humble brag here and let people know I've, I've worked with Christine Taylor. Toot. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You weren't there for that, right? No, I missed it. I was very... Bon I was... Yeah, I think you knew better than to bring me along. <laughs> Yeah, she needed to get in and out. Hey. Right away. Spot turned out good, though. She understands the importance of good lighting. She uh, made us take a picture with her. We were professional. You know, I don't want a picture with anybody. No. She's like, can, we, can I get a picture with you guys? I'm like, us monsters? <laughs> All right. I'm talking about Hey Dude. It, it was probably like to kind of like that, that phone call that... Oh, just you just to prove like, where she is, was. The timestamp. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if that makes, something right. goes down, this is on my phone. It's been uploaded to the cloud. Look for these yeah. three gentlemen in this uh -huh. area. Yeah. Right. It's smart on her part. Yeah, it really was. Um, hey, dude, was a uh, Western uh, American Western comedy series that aired uh, from July of '89 to August of '91. They did 65 episodes in five seasons, and it was a Nickelodeon afternoon staple, if, if I could uh, say so, correct? And they, they just replayed it. Yeah. It might have ended in 91, but they just re-aired it over and over and over. <clears throat> it doesn't mean it stopped airing in 91. Uh, that's how uh, Nickelodeon worked. Uh, it was set at the Bar None Dude Ranch in Tucson, Arizona. And it was uh, about the lives of the ranch's owner, his son, uh, the female ranch hand, and four teenage summer employees. And um, it was really good. I loved Hey Dude. And we all knew, like, she went to Central Allentown Central Catholic, Christine Taylor. Everyone knew, mm -hmm. oh, she was from our town. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like the first one, you know, like, oh, my God. And, well, the one that you care about. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, there's plenty of celebrities from around here. I'm like. No, there's one. Not, the girl from Hey Dude. Now we have the motherfucking Rock. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's doing a show, oh, by un, the way. Uh, unfortunately, though, not his dad. Rocky Johnson? We lost Rocky Johnson. When did he pass? Uh, Two days ago. Did he? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh, man. Yeah. I love The Rock. I posted the picture of me and The Rock. Sweet, sweet man. And he's doing and that his, show. His fanny pack. Oh, he had the fanny pack on. He's doing a, a sitcom, I don't know for who, called Young Rock. It's going to be about him growing up, and it's going to be feature here, here in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. No shit. Yeah. Sweet. Are they, where, where are they shooting it at? Uh, Los Angeles or Atlanta. <laughs> you pick. Los Angeles, uh, Canada, or Atlanta. Those are the three. Uh, I Right now, I would say Canada is probably the closest uh, that you would have to... Nah, I think down in somewhere in Georgia, they could probably find some place. Some some sad part of Georgia. Yeah, everything is is shot in Georgia anymore. It's like the new Hollywood. Yeah. 
I watched sh- I, um, the first episode of uh, The Outsider, the Stephen King show on HBO. It's really fucking mm-hmm. good. Really good. But the book takes place in New Mexico, but they they made um, the show take place in some county in uh, Georgia near Atlanta. And I'm like, oh, that's probably because they shot it there and it was easier than to pay for um, like all the license plate changes. Yeah. Or they they could just shoot it here, you know. But then it would turn out like that South Park episode where the movie producers come to town. Oh yeah. And they turn out to be the wholesome ones, and the town is awful and takes advantage of them. Simpsons did it. Simpsons come did on. it. Come on. Yeah. What? Simpsons did it first. Well, that's also the joke. Simpsons did it. All right. Simpsons with the uh, the Radioactive Man movie with Milhouse. That's where the term Fallout Boy came from. Which gave the name to the band Fallout Boy. Oh yeah. They said they're at a show and they're like, "What should our band's name be?" And someone yelled out Fallout Boy, and that's that's what they took. Huh. Nice. They didn't even know it was from Simpsons. Oh, that's sad. Well, they now they know, but. Oh, now they do. Okay. Well, as long as you know that episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. And at the end, like, oh, the Homer and the Teamsters stuff is My eyes, the goggles do nothing. The goggles do nothing. (laughs) Release the acid. (laughs) What? But Homer and the Teamsters, ah, 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 they're trying to get comfortable and do nothing. It's great stuff. But um, Uh, that hits so close to (laughs) me. It sure does. Hey Dude was filmed at the Tanqua Verde Guest Ranch in Tucson, Arizona. And um, it's pronounced Tucson. I'm sorry, Tucson, Arizona. (laughs) Thank you. And um, uh, it was a, a, and this is where the the horses they rode horses at said ranch. So Ben Erst, he was the divorced, good-natured, and uh, as Wikipedia puts it, somewhat bumbling father from New Jersey, uh, who bought the bar. It's always like a northeasterner buying some. Or like yeah, some... Do you know, we have a lot of... Do you know how many horse farms I pass on my way home every day? Yeah, me too. Yeah. But they're going to, like, there's been episodes of, of television for years that they're down in Texas or Arizona or, or New Mexico, some northeastern or New York or Boston is coming down and trying to buy a horse farm. <laughs> <laughs> Probably to start breeding cheap horses to sell to them. <laughs> <laughs> but... Nonetheless, um, so half our crew wears fucking clothing from uh, horse farms. That's true. Stables, I guess they call them. Yeah. Because uh, all their daughters do fucking gersage or dressage or whatever the fuck it is. Horse showing. Horse shows. Oh, God. Dressage. Um, dressage. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. His son, Buddy, he's not happy with the change because uh, he's a skateboarder. But this is a desert island of sand. I can't skateboard here. Uh, they had a dog in season one, but the guy must have fed it too much horse and dog food because <laughs> they got rid of it. Um, so there was Ted, the troublemaker, uh, Danny, the uh, easygoing, hoppy Native American. Uh, the girl next door, which was our girl, Christine Taylor, as Melody. I think it's uh, Hopi. Hopi? Native American? Yes, Hopi. Hopi. Yes. And um, Brad, a rich girl from Gross Point, Michigan. Uh, 
she's a competent horse rider, uh, and she has a love-hate relationship with Ted uh, and her money and everything. Like Christine Taylor's, the, not the, 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 the Melanie Hansen, lifeguard and dancer working when uh, Brad just has it all given to her. Uh, but yeah, I always, this was the, I, we watched this constantly and it was good. It was just funny. It was good television. Just like salute your shorts. It's, it was yeah. The, the, it was a good pair. It was, yeah. You know, they were always back to back and they were played yeah. in the afternoons. Uh, when usually got home from school right before dinner starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, it was these two shows and cartoons. And, uh, uh, you can't do that on television. You can't and, do that on um, television. And that um, one game what was show. The other, what was the other one? The fucking 18 something, the high school one. What was the fucking high school one? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was a little more melodrama ish. Not Degrassi, right? No, no, not Degrassi. That's that science guy. Uh, I'll, I'll think of it later, but that one didn't have horses in it. Maybe. Um, here we go. Let's see. I remember Wild and Crazy Kids. No, this was a drama. Was it, uh... So this was the 1993 lineup. All right? 6 a.m., Mr. Wizard, of course. Oh, yeah. 6.30 was Danger Mouse. 7 was Lassie. Uh Uh-huh. 7.30 was Yogi Bear. 8 was Looney Tunes. 8.30 was Heathcliff. Then Nick Jr. would start. You got Muppet Babies, David the Gnome, The Little Koala, Fred Penner's Place, Eureka's Castle, Sharon Lewis and Bram's Elephant Show. This is like the greatest hits of our lives right here. This is awesome. Grimm's Fairy Tale Classic, The Noozles, and The Little Bits. The Noozles. Then at 2 o'clock, you got an hour of Muppet Babies. Then Mm -hmm. Flipper. Then more Looney Tunes, then Underdog, Yogi Bear. Then at 5 o'clock, you had Nick Arcade. This is what we were talking about right before dinner. Mm-hmm. 5.30 is Hey Dude. 6 o'clock was What Would You Do? 6.30 was Wild and Crazy Kids. Uh, then 7 was Looney Tunes. 7.30 was Bullwinkle's Musarama. And then 8 o'clock started Nick at Night. I still have, I, I actually, because it was up for Christmas, my Rocky... Um, so one Christmas I got a Bullwinkle stuffed animal with a little Rocky Christmas ornament and I still have the Rocky Christmas ornament and and it's funny. It goes back to like, you know, how, uh, uh, quick draw McGraw. Like I had, you know, I watched him as, even though he was like out 30 years before I was even born, uh, you know, Rocky and Bullwinkle had that resurgence around that time from Nickelodeon yeah. from Nickelodeon because they were looking for programming yeah like hey let's just slap this on and um yeah kids will watch old cartoons they I don't give a damn Bull Winkle, yeah. uh yeah. so this was the Saturday lineup from in 1993 so kids court was at 6 a.m that was yes great. the little bits Eureka's Castle Lassie 8 8 a.m was Doug 8 30 was Rugrats uh 9 a.m it was an hour of Muppet Babies. 10 was Heathcliff. 10.30 was Yogi Bear. 11 to 12 was You Can't Do That on Television. 12 was Dennis the Menace. 12.30 was Flipper. 1 o'clock was Nick News W5. Remember that one? with a, uh, Yeah, I always, Lin- I always remember running the new ones running Sunday nights. Yes. 
Like that was a, that was a big thing. Like my mom would want us to watch that, right? And I kind of liked watching it because I felt like, ooh, I'm right. a yeah. grown up. Right. I'm watching the news. Uh, one thirty was Beyond Belief. Two was Special Delivery. Four was You Can't Do That on Television. Four thirty was Get the Picture. Five o'clock was Welcome Freshman. Is that the show you're talking about? No. Huh. No, because I liked Welcome Freshman. This was a different one. Oh, yeah, I know Welcome Freshman. Uh, I'll think of it. 5.30 was Salute Your Shorts. 6 was Family Double Dare. 6.30 was Guts. I remember this totally. 7 o'clock was Doug. 7.30 was Rugrats. 8 o'clock, Snick started with Clarissa Explains It All, Roundhouse, Ren and Stimpy Show, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? 10 o'clock, Nick at Night starts. Wow, Roundhouse was running back in 93 already. I remember when that, I felt like that was even later in the, in the. Was it 15? 15? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. <coughs> Sorry, I'm sneezing. Let me see. Bless you. Followed the students of a fictional hillside school and dealt with a variety of issues, including dating, divorce, alcohol abuse, and friendship. The show played heavily in the stereotypes, including two characters named Dylan and Chris, who wore leather jackets to show off their toughness. But who would not completely disguise their inner selves? Uh, hmm. Uh, these are the shows I would turn Nickelodeon off for. Let me see, Nickelodeon fifteen. Uh, let me see what the. Uh, it was just a. There's always a shot. There's like. There was a stairwell that like bottomed out where the lo- there's like stairwell to the right and then like the lockers came down and I, I just that's all I remember of it and yeah I did not I, I did not I wasn't a fan it was too much drama I remember I'm like where's the funny bring the funny I'll do more this has nothing to do with horses so I'll do more research into fifteen but I think that's what I'm looking for. I think and 1990 makes sense. 1993, we're talking. 1993. This one, we're watching it, but the show, 15... Oh, but yeah, the, the show came out. 1991. in 1990, I think. It's 1991 to 93. Okay. Uh, it could very well be Degrassi, because it's also Canadian. Oh, okay. Degrassi Junior High. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, this was like a good snapshot of what I remember Nickelodeon as. In 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, hey, dude. Great show. All horses. Staying on topic. All right. Nice. Here is Squeezer's next pick. Turn this show into the swamp of sadness. 
Ah, thanks. I even planned it out. That's why I put it at number three, because I figured they got that nice rise. We're taught we're going well. I had no idea we were going to be so happy talking about uh, 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 Nickelodeon and all that fun stuff. And I figure we need to level things out. And what better way than to bring back the most devastating moment of your childhood? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if this didn't do it for you... I'll save this one for later. Um, yeah, Artax. Uh, our, uh, Atreyu's uh, loyal horse companion. Atreyu. Um, who um, succumbs to uh, the Swamp of Sadness. And as a kid, I didn't quite get it. Like, oh, the horse drowns in, in the swamp. I, and I get it. Like, mud is thick, and it's just going to happen that way. And then as you get older and you understand life and live it and you realize that he was killed by his own despair and inability to look beyond it mm-hmm. really fucks with your head yeah and that in the end all you have to do is wish for it to not have happened and for everyone to come back and then you just gallop through a field mm-hmm. just like real life just like real life while riding on the back of falcor and you know try you uh, chasing down a bunch of what I what I learned the lesson I took from this movie was that um, uh, vengeance and um, retribution swift. is all that matters because <laughs> that's, that's basically how the movie ends you go through all this and all of it is all about just <laughs> you now have the chance to create an entire world and and explore and play God and you just want to fuck with the fat kids that picked on you. Yeah, well, that's sometimes it's all about. No, I get it. Again, lessons in life. Um, that's what makes the world yeah. go around. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's never ending. It's the never ending story. A never Literally. ending story. Um, yeah, they and the kid that um played Arteu um was it Noah Hathaway. Uh, no relation to Anne Hathaway. Oh, try you. Uh, he um, he was even injured like twice by this damn horse. Uh, once he fell off and was trampled in uh like rehearsals, and then he actually got trapped in the uh swamp mechanism, and nearly drowned. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was very swamp of sadnessy. Uh, yeah, this is one of the one of those scenes that and. It's beautifully shot too. It's so eerie, um, and it, these these long shots, like it, uh, almost uh, spaghetti western ish, um, establishing just showing this like this swamp, this eerie, sad you know swamp sadness place, and the way he just slowly sink, and you're just looking in this horse's eyes as he just sinks into the nothing, and you just want to like pull him out. And uh, just the fact that he just gives up is just gut-wrenching. And then the fact that the editing is so perfect, like, it just it dips to black, and then it just comes back up in this wide shot, and then just slowly just creeps in on Atreyu, and it's just him now, like, alone. And just devastated. And it's just the eeriest... Uh, 
God, it's so creepy. It was fucked up. It 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 was really fucked up, and possibly I would say top three. It is, it, it's the second saddest moment in all uh, cinema history for me, as far as I'm concerned. This one, it, it, it this one gets me not as bad as number one, um, but uh, this one, uh, this one was brutal. And then oh, the running through the swamp at the end. But then, and then at the end. You know, yeah, you get them riding off in, in the field um, while uh, Bastion flies around on Falcor, and he's like, look, Cartagena, you know, and, and everyone's all happy. But at that point, the damage is done. Like, that scene is just seared into your mind. There's no coming back from that. Uh, and nor should there be. I think that's a, that's a better preparation uh, for life. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and if that didn't make you cry, then, um, all I have to say to that is, um, goodbye, Charlie. I love you. Goodbye, Charlie. I love you. Yeah. Charlie, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Do you have no soul? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, all dogs go to heaven. That's not horse, yeah. so. Goodbye, What's Charlie. That? I love you. Yeah. It's all right, I didn't want to commit too much. Whew, I almost made myself cry right now. That's number one. All right. Um, Let's move on to... Uh, I'm going to lighten the mood here. I'm glad I put this as number three. Here's my next pick. This is all planned, folks. Yeah, speaking of dog food. You want me to be a gentleman? Gentleman right. Not like that, they don't. Right in entrance, Jack. The moment there, I was afraid you might fall and break your neck. Or your arm. Maybe strike your head against a fence post. Maybe be dragged several miles over rough terrain. Very sweet of you to be so concerned. Obviously, you're not too troubled about the meeting between our lawyers. Oh. Not at all. Can I take a few jumps? Oh, I don't think he's quite ready for jumping yet, do you, Chandler? Oh, nonsense. Nothing to it. Just hold on tight, grip with your knees. Let the animal do all the work. Sounds like my wedding night. <laughs> Let's go! Your horse has quite a gas problem. It's not the horse. Uh. Gas problem. Raise all the jumps. Yes, sir. I mean, this is crazy. He could really get hurt. Almost definitely, I'd say. Stay behind me and do exactly as I do. Yo! <laughs> Jumps, Jack. We'll make it an easy. 
Such a great movie. That's a scene of horse jumping from Caddyshack. Did you? <laughs> Let's go over some of the great lines. I was wondering why I didn't know what the hell this was from. But, but you laughed, right? Yes. Just horse has gas. Uh, put your legs around it, hold it tight, and 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 go for the ride. <laughs> Sounds like my wedding night. <laughs> the the dog's name is dog food. Or, I'm sorry, the horse's name is dog food. <laughs> it's gonna... <coughs> Your horse has a bit of a gas problem. It's not the horse. Jack Cartoonian. And um, so eight years after Caddyshack, Caddyshack 2, Back to the Shack came out. And people still shit on this movie to this day. Why I defend it constantly. I am a, a Caddyshack 2 defender because it's fucking funny. Like, um, Jackie Mason is hysterical as uh, Jack Cartoonian, who who takes over the place of Dangerfield's uh, role from the first movie. Uh, instead of Ted Knight, you got um, Robert Stack from uh, Unsolved Mysteries, who's great. Uh, he he plays it. He's so great. Like, uh, uh, instead of uh, Bill Murray, you get another Ghostbuster, Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, from now on, I'll be uh, Mr. Sanderson, and you'll be Mrs. Esterhouse. <laughs> um, he's got that really high pitched voice, and he plays this like mm-hmm. really great like uh, um, mercenary that uh, uh, Robert Stack tries to hire to off Jack Cartoonian. Shall we uh, make a pack with blood? <laughs> I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's really he's really great in it, and um, <coughs> sorry, Chevy Chase is Ty Webb, and he's funny in it. He's like, "Be the ball, be the ball." He's like, "Be the ball." If I wanted to be a piece of sporting equipment, I'd be a woman's bicycle seat. <laughs> like, there's fun in the Gophers back, and you know, it's kind of like a remake of the first movie in a way, but there's different, uh, a few different tropes, and it's it's really funny. You, you'll get a kick out of it. I guarantee you, if like you'll laugh if you can't laugh at that scene right there. Um, it's not rated R. It's rated PG. Oof. Yeah, but it's great. Uh, I think. I guess you don't need to be dirty to uh, be funny, right? Yes. Now a lot of people said before uh, Caddyshack Two came out, Weekend at Bernie's Two was the worst sequel of all time. But I also love Weekend at Bernie's Two. <laughs> you love your sequel, <laughs> Bernie in Paradise. I'll take more of anything. Just give me more. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, the fact that people hate this movie just drives me nuts. I mean, why well, hate it? It's fun. <laughs> it's it's really funny. Uh, and it's a good time. Um, they replaced a lot of the actors, almost everyone, but Chevy Chase, really, in the fucking gopher. <laughs> Did they upgrade the gopher? Uh, a little bit. Uh, he's got more yeah. roles in it. He's At the beginning, he's like, oh, root beer. Gets a diet yeah. root beer. And then uh, he goes into it and he's eating uh, all the meals. And he's trying to hold on to the, 
He reminds me a lot of my cat. <laughs> and he falls in his food. And he, uh, wake up. Um, Dan Aykroyd's character tries to lure him out with Twinkies. He's like, I got mass-produced, processed pastry food. Junk food. Mm, good. And the, the gopher's like, Twinkies. I can probably. So I, I, I think a lot of what people remember of the gopher is actually probably more of two. Oh yeah, most of the what people remember from the, the go first from the two. gimmicks and the grano, like, yeah. yeah the the personality <laughs> more yeah too. that's that's definitely too. But there was a horse in the movie, so there was a horse, and there was a great scene with the horse in the movie. And um, <laughs> horse has gas. A horse has gas. <laughs> and then at the last jump, uh, uh, Robert Stack's character falls in the mud because he's not paying attention. And then um, dog food and Jack jump over him, and as he's jumping over him, he lets he rip, the horse rips a giant fart. So I, it was either this or Rusty, the the um, Kramer's horse for the handsome cab rides that eats the beefarino and gets gas. <laughs> rusty, Rusty. Honestly, horses farting is always funny. Horses farting is great. Um, but yeah, I like Caddyshack too. And if you are just watch it and enjoy it, I think you would like it as well. Uh, all right. Here is Squeezers. Speaking of fart jokes. Next bit. So, nipples, huh? Hmm. No, sir, I don't think I have any use for rubber nipples. But I'll tell you what, though. Do you have any rubber walrus protectors? Call the police. No, sir, I don't like it. Uh, I actually throw the actual punchline. Uh, his line in. No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. Uh, the, the, the first lines that he... Not the first lines, but his big line that he uttered from... Uh, uh, his first appearance uh, in uh, Stampy, uh, the Gritty Kitty episode, uh, where uh, Stimpy is uh, doing the uh, Pepsi challenge with two types of uh, kitty litter with Gritty Kitty, and Mr. Horse comes along and he's introduced as Mr. Horse. Uh, he goes behind the curtain, uh, takes a smash, and then smells. Uh, the litter boxes and his reaction to smelling litter box A is, no sir, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, and that became his thing. Uh, and it's not his only thing. He went on to become the most recurring character in all of Ren and Stimpy. Did you know that? More than Powdered like, Toast Man. More than Powdered Toast Man. Um, more than uh, uh. Uh, what was the fucking uh, what was the lady's name? God damn it! The the big booby lady that would scream out the window. Mm, you know I'm talking about. Um, but he became like, because he wasn't just a, a pigeonhole character. Mister Horse became like the de facto go to, like, Mrs. Pipe. Fifth, fifth... Oh, Mrs. Butloves. Yeah, Mrs. Butlove. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, he became like the de facto, like the, the third man 
You know, like there was Ren and Stimpy, and then whenever you needed someone to fill that extra role or the sit in, uh, Mr. Horse was always there. And he was he usually played the straight man, which was always fun. Um, but it, and he could take a beating too, you know, you'd like fall from a skyscraper and shit like that. Uh, he could speak Spanish uh, when he served uh, on the UN Council, and Ren had to translate from him. Uh, and then in the clip that I played, uh, the when Ren and Stimpy are selling uh, rubber nipple protectors, um, he had uh, or rubber nipples. He he had no no need for those, but it, it is clear though that he has some kind of weird walrus fetish. And he had kidnapped a walrus, uh, and was doing quite obscene things to him, mm. uh, and and turned them away. Uh, and people wondered when it came out that Johnny K was kind of a pervert. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. I, I think uh, I'm not judging. No, no. Uh, but they're like, but takes, I can't believe uh, it. I'm like, can't you? <laughs> it, it takes some. Yeah. You, I mean, I would argue I am too. So, uh, Powdered Toast Man's move was the flying butt pliers. Yes, it was nothing but butts. Yeah. <laughs> it was just uh, uh, buttocks. And on, honestly, if you could have shown um, an individual's beanbag, um, yeah, there probably would have been I'm, I'm, fucking. I'm, I'm sure we would have seen uh, <clears throat> lots of. Uh, Obscene, like if we really wanted to see Mr. Horse, you would have seen Mr. Horse if he would have had his way. Uh, John K was the voice of Mr. Horse, oh, um, he was. To, to start until he got shit canned. Um, and then uh, Billy West, of, of course, course, Billy West, know, the great it, yeah. Billy West, uh, took over. This is a Howard Stern secret Howard Stern episode from Squeezer, <laughs> <coughs> another character. I, I, Character well, I, from I knew you weren't crazy about going with the horses, so I figured I'd sneak in, you know, the the things that you love. I, I was listening to an episode of uh, the Nerdist podcast with Billy West and um, D- Dimaggio, who does Bender on Futurama. And he's telling this joke where he was so drunk, someone was like, "Holy!" They were drinking all night. And someone was like, "Holy shit! It's three already!" And and he looked up and he goes, "A clock." <laughs> <laughs> Is the way Billy West tells it. It's like one. I laugh so hard at that. Like when you say, "Holy shit, it's three. and your answer is a clock. <laughs> a clock. Um, he's just such a. He was so funny on um Howard Stern. I mean, he's so funny on everything he does. <coughs> um, that speaking of, I should have. I, I was working on my Roger Rabbit because yeah, I like to do impressions for you guys. I did a few last week. This uh, is. I like where you were going with this. Did you? I like that you're putting in the effort to it. And I was practice practicing it on my seven hour drive to Columbus, Ohio, in the car by myself. And I did <laughs> a line from it. I was saying it there. He's like, Jessica. Oh, I gotta get it. Jessica. Jessica. Let me I, I, tell you why I love you, Eddie. And I, and I got there. He's like, Jessica, come. See my furry rabbit cock. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm, not, I'm too high pitched. <laughs> no, it's it's it. I like no. You definitely. I appreciate you're putting the work into it. Like you want this to j- tell me as you were doing this to yourself because you know we sound different to yourself because of reverb and your like. And me, I don't sound nearly as nasally as I really am. Right, like right. <clears throat> I, 
that's why I can't listen to myself because no. I know I sound like an ass. Right. I can't. It, it's awful. I should be destroyed. No. Um, and the last thing I should do is record it and put it out there for others to hear. But here no, we are. Come on. Um, no. So when I hear it back, I got. I, it's just god awful. Um, me losing my voice is like the greatest thing ever because I, I actually sound like a man for like 15 minutes a day. <laughs> um, but do you, while you're driving out there, were you like, would you like record yourself doing it and then listen to it back? Oh yeah. Cons. That's how I get a, I was like, uh, uh, Jessica, <laughs> let me count the ways. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Uh, what happens? You're, you're checking. You go to check the rec- stop the record. You look down and you slam into an abutment and are just you know completely. Your body is just obliterated. I and can't have through, that vehicle that has. Oh yeah. And all the, the last from... thing that they find of you is you doing your voice of your X-rated Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Jessica, your giant cartoon titties make my furry rabbit cock hard! <laughs> and then you just hear... <laughs> it's like when I drink a soda whiskey, I go crazy! Just like when I see your sweaty beeve underneath that red dress! <laughs> I, like, I like it. She doesn't wear panties if you watch the first parents of Jessica on my movie. She didn't have panties. You remember? Nope. It's true. It's actually true. Uh, yes, it is. If you could track down the laser disc, you could go frame by frame and see Jessica Rabbit's uh, naughty parts. Yeah. Now, if you ask the uh, what you did, it's depressing. Um, we should fire him right away. The kids, uh, the twenty-somethings yeah. that work for us. He was twenty-one, and he uh, he uh, get poor Gavin's never seen. He's like, I heard of him. <laughs> I heard of him. That's so when I talk about I... my furry rabbit balls, you don't know what I'm talking about. Saving a haircut, two bits. <laughs> I've. Heard. I... Can you make? You're his boss. Can you make it mandatory? He has to watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. All right. Fuck, I've that's heard easy. of him. I've heard of Chester A. Arthur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I'm from the time I was born to when Chester A. Arthur was alive is probably closer now than when he was born and when Roger Rabbit was. Roger Rabbit born. came out. Yeah. Well, you know, this is like the pyramids and Cleopatra, are the paradigm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Here is my next pick, handsome. I love the soundtrack to Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. That I was torn between the opening with the galloping and the do-do-do-do-do-do, but I, I went with Epona's <laughs> song. Named after the horse herself, fitting. Epona. The inspiration, I, I think, for like this entire episode, really. Because <clears throat> like, so- we, we all knew we had one. Yeah. 
something else inspired it, but Epona was the one where like we could talk about. It. And since I'm like, I, I want to I say it came about because we I made it, a joke about Artax, I think. It might have been, yeah. I think we wanted to make an entire, because I just wanted to make an entire yeah. show about a horse drowning in a swamp. All right. So uh, Epona is uh, Link's horse, and she debuted in Ocarina of Time, the best, uh, arguably one of the best video games of all times. <clears throat> the Steed of Link. And uh, she is introduced uh, by Malin, who teaches Link Epona's song on his ocarina. <clears throat> That's her singing right now. Her name is derived from the Celtic goddess of horses of the same name, Epona. Uh, those Japanese people go really deep into their research. They're like you, but more clever. If uh, No offense. <laughs> no, none taken. All right. <laughs> Um, she's a silver bay draft horse, uh, specifically, and um, it's his. Oh, they went that they went that far. With oh yeah, opponent? yeah. Wow. <clears throat> um, it's his primary means of transportation. Uh, as as soon as you get her in the game, it's a game changer because, like, when you start playing, when you're walking running around the Kokikari Forest in Ocarina mm -hmm. of Time for the first time ever in 3D with Zelda, you're like, this game is incredible. And yes. you, you beat the you go into the Deku tree and you beat the first enemy and you go out into the, the Great Plains and you go to the castle and you're like, this is amazing and, and yep. no, nothing's going to get cool. And then you get fucking Epona. You summon her with your ocarina, you play a song, and then you could fucking gallop across the fucking plains. <clears throat> and it's nothing. There was nothing before this that compares. No, uh-uh. It was incredible, and um, of course, Epona was was then become a fixture in uh, the Zelda universe in Mahora's Mask. Um, she's kidnapped by a Skull Kid, uh, but recovered at the Romani Ranch. Then um, the parallel. I don't think I got that far. Oh, oh. I I would always get to like near the end, three quarters, but never. I no, I was so it. I, something about it. I couldn't. The stress. <laughs> the stress uh, uh, of it, like the time of the time, the time yeah, the time. Out. It does. It's really stressful. Um, so, uh, Epona is in Twilight Princess, which is another great game, a really great game. Uh, and then uh, she's in Breath of the Wild, uh, but I have not gotten to it. I just bought one of the um, Switch lights. And mm -hmm. uh, Enchantress has it for her Switch, but I want to get it myself so I could play through. Uh, and uh, but I also have the Ghostbusters game I bought. You want to put it in your office? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, it's the Switch. It's that portable one I have. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You um, should just get a Switch for your office. I should. Um, you can keep it in mine if you want, along with the Hat Maker. Okay. It's there. Uh, she's not in Wind Waker, which is weird. But there's a boat, uh, the king, yeah. um, the king of the red lions. Uh, they think that was her his replacement. It was like you really you couldn't really have a Pona in Wind Waker, and Wind Waker is also a fucking fantastic game. And if they re remake that for the Switch, I know it was remade for the Wii uh, U, but I would love it for the Switch. I'd get that in a heartbeat. Epona, uh, uh, Legend of Zelda, all these games are great. Um, if you haven't played Ocarina of Time, uh, get it. 
and you get lost. You just you, not not lost, but time lost. Like you just ride around. Yeah, once you get it, that well, I remember when I got it. I got it right before I we went back to school because I, I it came out in November. I got it that Christmas, and I spent mm-hmm. my whole Christmas break playing it, and um, <clears throat> I pretty much got lost uh and and in the game and just wanting to and 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 there wasn't as much information available so i went i i was i like went store to store with my dad one night i kid my dad's sweet man i I pick on him but he went store to store with me looking for the uh prima Prima strategy guide Prima strategy guide yeah yep because i need help um but i remember getting a pona and just it's like getting your getting your hands on the wheel for the first time Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember getting specifically getting the Prima Strategy Guide, of, of course for the help, but just because you didn't want to be away from the game, so like it would stay in my backpack and oh, it would yeah. just live with me. So you always had it, like that was your. That's how like, all strategy guides were back then with me. Like once yeah. I had one for a game, like I took it to it was my it was my my study like a deep dive. Yeah, and I I think it started with like. Zelda and Super Mario Brothers three, with the instruction booklets and Final Fantasy for me. And oh, okay, uh, I wasn't. I, I had was the too smart I had the, for me. Actually, have I still have my original? I showed it to you. Remember? Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. my original Nintendo Power Final Fantasy uh, uh, player's guide, and I have it now as a PDF because I was playing through it. Not too long ago, and I, I might, awesome. I, I might just like, get back to that now that because you could get it on the Switch, so mm-hmm. I might go. Oh. it's a nice big screen, and uh, yeah, I can't wait until uh, maybe maybe another year yet till she's old enough and I can buy a start because you know I I I got my PlayStation. And I'll get a you know PS Five when it comes around. Did you see the logo for that? Whew. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. Don't mess with it. You know, but the PlayStation, it's a mature system. From you know, it's for that's for dad. But you know, the kids, you know, they should have a Nintendo because you know they got the younger games. And you know, I'll pick up a couple of Zelda games, you know, for them, of course, like that. You know, um, I, I just want to justify me being able to play Zelda again. Yeah. Honestly, I do miss it. I just dug up my old. Uh, Last year, the, around the, this I was time... cleaning the basement and I found my GameCube. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go find Zelda and. Uh, Last year around this time, I uh, bought a 3D, uh, whatever, the 3DS. So mm-hmm. I, I have it plugged down in my office, and I started playing Ocarina of Time. I just didn't – I just didn't – I mean, time is the problem. I mean, I yeah. don't budget my time to play video games enough. I'd rather just sit and stare at a wall some nights. Um, yeah, I still and, – and it's funny. Like, we talk about how you just kind of ride around doing nothing. On Epona, just because you can, and I, I find myself, and I, I got my horse game now. I'm I play Red Dead Online pretty. Rel- I try. I mean, I'm down to like an hour. Maybe if I'm lucky, I get on like an hour, two hours a week. I have it but in the cellophane. Just to, um, you'll, um, I wish you would check it out just for the. Um, it's a gorgeous game, and it's fun to just ride around. Uh, once you get through the you know snow and shit, but uh, you you don't just run around blowing shit up but online in particular. GTA. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, the whole. Uh, all right, I go left, you go right. Uh, Ryan, when you get 
Hey guys, I got a rocket launcher. Boom. Like, oh, fuck. All right, let's go. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm dead. All right. Uh, we'll finish yeah, it for you, a, dummy. A, a lot of it is just really riding around and tipping your hat to people. And I find myself, it's like, oh, why didn't you level up at all today? It's like, oh, I just rode around on my horse all day. That's all I did. I rode around a goddamn horse. Shot a deer in the head, mm -hmm. skinned it, mm -hmm. ate it, mm -hmm. rode around some more. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, all that. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to take it for granted. And I just that that thought of just riding through the field of Hyrule just it's majestic for the first time. Like it, the first time, like no one got to exp like experience that for anything like ever. Like that was a first. Um, we're, I mean, we're talking horses, so fucking A. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess it's time to go on to your last pick, Squeezer. Oh, we're there already. Yeah, we are here. Here is your last pick of the horse show. Who would have thought Our I would sneak this one in? Ship against us if the power's knocked out. <clears throat> and I got just the right knockout punch. No, I forbid it. Forbid? Forbid, Sarah Jane. <clears throat> she always gets the last word. Wow. I knew Sarah Jane could kick hard, but I think maybe she had a little help on this one. The fuck is this? It's fucking 30-30, man. What's 30-30? The last surviving of the equestroids. On? The cybernetic breed of horse that lives on New Texas. New Texas. I knew it. This is Thank fucking you. Bravestar. Bravestar, yeah. Oh, my God. All right. I think Go on. this is one of the best characters uh, in, like, as far as sidekicks go. <laughs> mm-hmm. He, he, I put him up on like numero uno, um, because there's so much contrast between him and Brave Star, um, that they even have their own episode where they even like fight it out head to head. It's a flashback episode to where and it, there's a time travel and all kinds of cool shit. Um, but thirty thirty is the anthropomorphic ant. Wow, anthropomorphic anthropomorphic horse. <clears throat> Um, of Brave Star, and so he's a normal like he, he comes off as like a normal horse. He's a quadruped at some point, but he could also just kind of go, boom, I'm a bipedal fucking ass kicking Mr. T, big long hair mane, and I got a lever action blunderbuss cannon in my hand. Um, Thirty Thirty is just an absolute badass, and he's he's. He's brutal and violent, whereas like uh, Brave Star wants to, you know, save the day every time, you know, like uh, find the peaceful solution. Thirty thirty just says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna blow something up." To kill motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm a thirty thirty fan. Um, uh, voiced by Ed Gilbert, who did uh, um a lot of the other voices, um, on the show. Uh, I didn't have. The the problem is like the the toy the action figure like you you that doesn't get the whole essence of uh, thirty thirty you don't get the character with him and 
like him as the biped uh, partner to uh, Brave Star is so much better. The back and forth, they're they're truly like partners, and they but and they also butt heads a lot. Uh, and of course, then he's got Sarah Jane. His, I mean, this thing is, it, it's, I, I think of him. He's like the Chewy of the crew. Um, he's Chewy with the bowcaster, because like as with the bowcaster, just it's like the most powerful like rifle that you have, right. you know, that you can hold in your hand. That that's what that's what Sarah Jane is. Sarah Jane's pretty badass. It's a it's a like a Winchester cannon. Mm. Um, that really only he can handle. And they meet when Brave Star actually goes uh, to the Temple of the Equestrids, um, and to get it. Uh, and then he and Thirty Thirty uh, get into a fight over it, and eventually become uh, dear dear friends and uh, uh, best partners. Mm. I see. The really, uh, it holds up. I just watched it. Uh, like I said, when you were working and I get my, my 20 minutes of downtime, I was watching Brave Star tonight. Yeah, I, I really, and especially in those games, have zero downtime. No, there I've been there. It's not the... I w- I'd rather watch cartoons, I'm not going to lie. I don't mind it. I, I mean, I like it, but... It's... No, I like it, but I'd rather watch Brave Star. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing. I, I, I'm not joking when I say, like, I watch these more and more now, and it, I, I kind of got into the whole, I, you know, over-the-top, too-much-brave-star thing because, you know, out of nostalgia purposes. The more I watch it, fuck, man, they knew this was a damn good show. And just the, 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 the back-and-forth between characters, this wasn't just some cheap set to sell toys. Although it was, but it was well written. The characters were well developed. There was conflict. Um, pretty much everything that you hated because Frozen Two didn't have, right. they had in twenty two minutes of a cartoon com- of a toy commercial. Like everything that you thought was missing and you wanted to know where it was, they have in in, in this show. <clears throat> well, I have not seen it, but maybe one day. I'm gonna get you some Brave Star. I'm you're gonna walk in, and I'm gonna have four episodes going on at the same time in your uh, on your TVs in there. One day, Squeezer. One day. Uh, you ready to co- uh, finish up our historic, never before happened, never will happen again horse equestrian episode? I think we can. I mean, I don't. I don't think we're done yet. I think we can each we can come up with another ten horses for next time. <laughs> Maybe. Here's my last horse. Cloakie invented Gumby in 1967. And you might be wondering, 
how did you grow up with Pokey and Gumby? But we all did, right, Squeezer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> a lot of people think his revival came in 1982, uh, the year uh, I was born, when Eddie Murphy started parodying, uh, parody, parodying mm-hmm. uh, Gumby on Saturday Night Live. He did it uh, just this past December when he uh, reprised Gumby. Um, the whole joke was that once the television cameras turned off, the sweet Gumby reverted to his true self, the cigar-chomping dickhole celebrity who was highly demanding of production executives. And when the executives wouldn't give in to his demands, he would assert his star status by saying, I'm Gumby, damn it! And uh, uh, I'm Gumby! Uh, he'd say, what about Pokey? Uh, screw Pokey! I send him to the glue factory! I'm Gumby! Uh 1987, the original Gumby shorts were released on home video, and um, Gumby appeared in a pup, puppetoon movie, which was uh, I, I I think I saw it, but I don't I I really good I I think my mom used to call me Gumby. People and I had like a I had like a foam Gumby doll that had like the bendable inside in it. Mm-hmm. I had the like the plastic one with the wire. Uh... Yeah, this was like a foam one with a wire. Okay. In it. Um, so the renewed interest uh, led to a reincarnation of series consisting of 99 new seven-minute episodes produced for television syndication. So that's why, like, I, that doesn't might not sound familiar. The clip I played for you, it was still mm-hmm. like you got a heart, then gummies a part of you, but it was in 1987 they redid it. Uh, and of course, his enemies were the blockheads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had it was him as and, and Goo and and what Prickle I think was the other one. Hmm. Uh, Gumby, 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 Henry, Minga. Who was the fucking? Uh, Naraji, Pokey, Gumby, Goo, Gumba. Gumbo, prickle. Yeah, it was prickle. It was prickle. Prickle was the dinosaur, the, the yellow, oh, okay. yellow guy with uh, the horn, the the the, the, the spikes. Um. <clears throat> uh. Anyway, so yes, I loved Gumby, and um, it was on Nickelodeon, obviously, and uh, Cartoon Network uh, reruns. And uh, in 1995, they released Gumby the movie. Uh, there's uh, Gumby's just always been a part of pop culture, and Pokey has too. And, yeah. and when someone calls you Pokey, it really pisses you the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> that was a great moment. I'll never forget that. Our friend, our mutual friend, Christy, called Squeezer. Squeezer isn't slow, and he, he's not bad at what he does, but he's very deliberate. And he's not in a rush. Thank you. And he wants to do it right. Mm-hmm. And to some people, it could seem like... Dare I say meticulous. He, meticulous. It takes forever. And I thought this was something that <laughs> was... What, 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 what's the joke? Why don't I smoke? Uh, they, we say Squeezer can't smoke cigarettes because it'd take him five years to light one. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so I thought this was might have just been a thing in your work. But uh, I was talking to your mother over uh, election day, and she we were talking about getting you to move closer to both of us, <clears throat> so we could split you evenly. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like, oh, the way he moves, by the time he gets that house ready, you know, you know he, there's no chance of that ever happening. I was like, oh, so it's just, it's just a thing and everything. No, no, that's not accurate. Because I, I was very impressed with you having your hot water heater in your car today. Thank you. Yes. That's why we started a little bit late because I realized when I got home, I had to unload the fucker oh. in the dark, in the freezing cold. Uh, that was not pleasant. Um, no, it takes time to light properly. No, it does. It does. And he does. But it's it, now that it annoys you, it's just a fun joke. Because <laughs> no. she called you Pokey, the one. Uh, Christy oh, called you Pokey. I... And you were furious. <laughs> I don't get mad much. That one's kind of set me off. So now I know when to make you mad. I just call you Pokey. Pokey. Um, but Pokey was one of my favorite horses. Uh, I always thought of myself. I, I was always a Robin to Batman. And as growing up, because I had an older brother, so I always considered myself a Pokey to Gumby. So I, I, I always identified with Pokey. Mm. And that's weird, yeah, but it's true. Uh, but we did it, Squeeze. We we did. We, we did an equestrian show. Uh, we certainly did, and I think we did. If I could check, almost two that, hours. That we were recording. Yeah, we, it is recording. <clears throat> uh, oh, good. We recorded this one. Good. Yeah, we did almost <clears throat> two hours of an equestrian episode. I thought we were gonna, like do an apology like down the road. Like, sorry guys, we went fifty minutes and we're out of horse talk. No, we managed to spend about a half hour talking about Nickelodeon's schedule. So, <laughs> well, and then twenty minutes that's, talking. That's pretty much every show. Twenty minutes talking about junk food coming out. Fair enough. So, and we made it work. We gave. And then we gave you the other five minutes of horses. Yeah. We will be back next week. And what's next week's episode? I don't know. Do we have? Are, do we go that far? Yes. Movie soundtracks too. Oh, right. let me write that down. Let me... We're talking more movie soundtracks. Then we're coming back with more Super Bowl commercials. And then we're coming back in February with Happy Meal slash Kids Meal Toys. To these are the next three shows are sequels, uh, actually four shows because uh, over Valentine's Day you're getting more retro romance. Uh, the 19th, everything. Uh, what? That's gonna be tough. I I because I have no romance, so yeah, yeah. I'm not the most sentimental person we're, out there. We're men. Uh, everything Sega show is the 19th. The 26th is Ooh. retro Talking candy. In March we're doing the Stephen King show scared nervous yeah uh on 311 day saturday morning cartoons three uh we're talking everything wendy's fast food on 318 more malls on 325 but it's roughly rough dates that next week uh the first week of april is the april full show we're picking we're each picking five picks at the end we have to guess which one was real and which ones we made up um the fuck yeah you, i gotta start thinking now you agreed to all of these uh after that we're doing another 90s grab bag too i don't we're, remember having this conversation we're doing the eight you have the the the, the you know on the yeah but i don't mm, probably didn't send the right one though <laughs> then 1980 we're doing that and then we're finally going to try our earth day show on the earth day and then oh, we went for that last year i i got a remember all the shit that i used to get because and then at the end of april we're doing free giveaways so that is a lot of shows we have coming up um 
I, what, I, what are we giving away? It's the free giveaway. It's about the free giveaways that. You know what I mean? What is it? Well, we're not giving away anything free. Oh, well, that's kind of false advertising. But we're talking about things that we're giving away well, free. we give we're... the show away for free. We I do. Guess every week. Uh, also, uh, I made a new logo, and it's awesome. And awesome. Um, I'm going to put it on our Instagram sometime this week, and there's going to be some cool new merch that I might just give away free again because fuck, who needs money? And, uh, and, and get it now before the Empire jokes us to death. Right. Uh, so Yeah, right, especially on this one. Uh, I guess if I give it away free, there's nothing they can do. Oh, they'll find us. They'll find us. All right, but uh, uh, until next week with Movie Soundtracks 2, this has been our Horse Equestrian episode that you never thought you would get, and you got it fucking today. <laughs> so you're welcome. I am RK. I'm Squeezer. Say it louder for everyone. I'm Squeezer. Like, you mean it. Uh, <clears throat> I am Squeezer. And I'm RK. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. That was good. I am Squeezer. <laughs>